welcome to the second episode of the Work It Out podcast, where we invite leaders and experts with a wide range of insights for you. From startups to global brands, we dive into the ins and outs of their industries to work out their formulas for success. On this episode, we have the pleasure to be joined by Seat Ahmedovic, the CEO and co-founder of We Are Developers, an organization dedicated to empowering tech talent and accelerating their careers. As the host of the world's largest event for developers, the VR Developers World Congress, SAD brings together industry leaders to discuss tech innovations and trends in modern software development. SAD's track record includes founding multiple successful businesses, advising leading firms like Microsoft, Google, Volkswagen, IBM, Accenture, and EY, as well as serving as a consultant for the United Nations Development Program. Enjoy listening. It's my pleasure to have Sead Ahmetovic with me today. Is the founder and CEO of the We Are Developer Congress, a um, series of m- meetups um, around the world. Yeah, welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, great to have you here. We're covered today. Um, your background, um, first of all, as a professional, as an entrepreneur, um, and then dive into some interesting topics um, regarding technology. And at the end, we actually have a little surprise for our listeners out there as well. Um, so I would like to ask you from the get-go, um, what's your background? What's your story as a, as a professional? So, I mean, I'm, my background is software development, like I'm software engineer. Um, so that's what I learned in school. That's like how I started my career. Um, I tried out like many, many different uh, technologies. So I did, uh, in the early years of my career, I programmed uh, mobile apps, e-commerce systems, um, um, web applications, like a lot of different things. Um, and, uh, but I always had an interest in, in the larger scope of the business and, and, and products. So I was always like, you know, eager to learn about like how, how the business behind software works. Right. And so did you have multiple businesses before starting your developers or how did you branch out into entrepreneurship? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, when I wrapped as a programmer when I worked as a software developer, as I said, like I was interested in, in the broader scope of, you know, how to, let's say how to make money or how to, you know, um, kickstart a career, how to, how to do business. So, um, actually after a couple of years, uh, me and a friend of mine, uh, Ben, uh, we founded a, a marketing agency, a digital agency. Actually what we offered is, um, um, digital consultancy and software development to, to other marketing agencies, because that's what that was at a, at a time where uh, like the classical marketing agencies um, offered, let's say, digital solutions and programming services to their uh, clients. But we knew that these classical marketing agencies actually didn't have the competence and didn't have the resources to do that software. So uh, we actually kind of, uh, you know, offered our services to them. We built up a great business. Um, and we always did kind of, you know, a lot of um, small events for business professionals, for young professionals, for marketing professionals. So we created a couple of communities, uh, local communities in Vienna, mm-hmm. where we are headquartered. And, uh, you know, at some point, uh, people were uh, asking us, why don't you do something for developers? Um, and we started thinking like, hey, um, it is a pity because there's so many events out there, uh, for, you know, marketing professionals, for, for business people, for startups, and everyone is celebrating, uh, its own community, its own, its own area. Um, when you go to these, uh, mm-hmm. events, 
but there wasn't something uh, similar for for the tech scene for for like you know software developers to have been conferences there, there have been a lot of meetups but there wasn't something like a festival where you really celebrate software developers and uh, that's when we started like a hobby project we just called it real developers um and we started like uh, 2015 with a small conference with 300 people it was fun it was not a business it was just like you know a hobby project and then, yeah, because it was fun, we repeated it for 2016, mm. like 600 people. Mm. And then we said, said, okay, there is a potential people like it. Um, and let's do that full time. Let's, uh, you know, make this to our passion because it's more fun than, than uh, you know, doing just software projects or e-commerce shops or whatever, which is also good and fun and makes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we wanted to do something like for the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, then 2017, we got 4,000 attendees, 2018, uh, I think 8,000 or closely to 10,000. And uh, then, yeah, still like now we moved to Berlin with the Congress. So now it's again 10,000 developers. It's the largest software development conference in the world. Uh, with a great speaker lineup, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, people joining from, from around the globe. And the best thing is you stay you stay in, in uh, you stay up to date because you know you yeah. have all these people. Um, you hear what they what they are saying. Um, you get to know the trends, uh, the the background stories of a lot of uh, things happening. And yeah, so that's that's the story of the event. And besides that, we created the digital business of like you know the the um, creating a community, um, um, launching a job board, launching a online event series, um, and so on. And, and the business behind is actually, we provide companies with, uh, with opportunities to get visibility in the, in the, in the software development community. So what were your challenges when you had 300 people on your first event, 600 the next year, and then 4,000 in the third year? What are some challenges when you have a, such a booming business? I think the biggest challenge is that you are not at that point, you are not aware of the challenges because, you know, you start the 300 people event, which is, let's say a locker meetup mm. and you do everything yourself, like with your small team, like Ben and me and some, 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 some other employees, like assistants and so on. And you don't need a lot of people and have a room, you have a, you have one track, uh, of speakers, um, and these kind of things and um i mean we are not event managers so mm. we are we are software developers we are marketing people we are sales people we are we, are, we have been everything just 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 not event managers and uh then when you grow and when you when you scale from let's say from one year like 600 people to 4000 people uh you start learning like uh, um you start learning like how you should build something and like details of event management, of event production, of security, of uh, all of these things. And it's similar to, actually, it's similar to software development because as a developer, you often, you know, have an idea, then you start a project. Uh, you're maybe not sure about the tech stack you use, you try out something new. And then on the way, uh, you learn, you know, you, you learn the beauties of a framework, for example, the challenges, the the limitations and these kind of things. And um, 
it's the same if I would say also kind of, you know, scaling up a community on the event you just on the go. And uh, yeah, so that, so that, you know, and see what's the biggest challenge just to, to see what the challenges are. <laughs> <laughs> are you still developing software yourself? Are you still staying close to your, let's say, initial craft? Uh, yeah, I would love to do like very, uh, mm. not very long time, like I know some, some, some scripts here and there. Uh, I'm going to automate some, 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 some work, but actually like uh, real software development, I don't have the time to, uh, for that. I mean, I, I read a lot I mean, because I, I want to stay up to, up to date with what is happening out there. You know? So I would say I, have, I talk a lot to developers, of course, I talk a lot to, to tech industry leaders. I try out things, you know, like, uh, frameworks or so, but it's not that I now kind of, you know, contribute to building the software or. Or, or building product in the yeah so talking about that you have this observant position in the market and the overarching you know trends in the in the tech industry so to say what are some key points or key trends that you're identifying at the moment and how are they you know changing the markets mm -hmm. yeah i mean what is currently like uh, pretty big on the media is the is, is artificial intelligence and mm -hmm. uh Whereas, you know, as, uh, as developer, it's, it's nothing super new, like uh, artificial intelligence is, is there for around, uh, years or decades. Uh, it's just that it now became, uh, what OpenAI did and rest, uh, with GPT and these kind of, uh, let's say product, um, uh, it became available to the, to the public. Um, and, uh, now it's very present in the media. So. Um, and now kind of, uh, there is a jump of like, uh, a lot of, a lot of kind of new products and new opportunities and so on, um, coming out that are based on AI. So that will be very interesting to see, um, what are some main applications that will kind of, you know, stay on the market and, and enter the market and then stay on the market, uh, in the next months and years. Uh, because with every new technology or with every new, let's say, launch of a technology, there is, um, there is in the beginning, you have this phase, like everyone jumps on it, right? Yeah. If you remember like blockchain, that yes. there have been a lot of uh, kind of different uh, blockchains and ecosystems. So if you think like 15 years ago with the launch of the app stores from Apple and Google Play and so on, um, everyone, you know, wanted to have apps. So everyone was creating apps. But only a few ones like uh, really succeed out of the 100,000 or millions of, of apps. And that's the same here. Now everyone thinks that they need to implement AI in their software for some reason because it's trendy and nice. Uh, but I would say that at some point the market will consolidate and then we will see like what, what, are, what are really kind of true applications that help us in the real world. Um, yeah, but it, it is a artificial intelligence, definitely a big topic. Yeah. Um, I think that we don't even know like 1% of, of, of what is possible, uh, with it. And that will only come in the next years. It's probably also a big topic at the We Are Developer Congress at the end of July, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it has been already last year yeah. and yeah. the years before mm -hmm. we even had an AI Congress in 2019, like, a. a Okay. Uh, um, site Congress, besides the World Congress, mm. um, in 2018, actually. So, as I said, nothing new, but mm. this year, obviously, it is a topic. Um, last year, when we had the Congress, it was in June, 
um, the GitHub Copilot was first, uh, for the first time publicly demonstrated by the CEO of GitHub. So that was kind of when you already could see what is possible. It was not ready for the public, so it was not launched that yeah. uh, back then, but it was like pretty much like a year ago when they did the first public demo. Yeah. And yeah, mm. now one year later, everyone kind of is talking about it. Many people are using it. So yeah, it, it, it went pretty fast, I think. And it's a different feeling than with, with blockchain, at least for me, because I feel like the application of AI in our real lives is, uh, first of all, has, uh, you know, has uh, come right in our face in a sense with ChatGPT and, uh, you know, generative AI where we can automate different tasks, you know, find information very easy. With blockchain, it used to be something like a dark room where you weren't really sure what you'll find. Yeah, yeah. Well, a very specific target audience, like that is yeah. interesting, <clears throat> kind of, you know, having the shortcut and maybe doing something. Yeah. Is it is it among developers um, or among the tech community, does it have the same feeling or were people more aware that the application of AI would, let's say, mm, change the world in a, in a more practical way than blockchain. Yeah. I mean, AI is, I would say much, uh, has much more impact than the blockchain. I would say, uh, technology because, um, it is, it is applicable for a broader scope. Um, as I said, I think yeah. that we don't, don't even know like 1% of, of yeah. what's possible with this technology. Uh, I think that we are just in the brainstorming and ideation phase <laughs> of kind of, uh, thinking about possible applications there, like, you know, that in the, in, in the mainstream media, you have this kind of, um, um, thesis or, or, uh, saying that, uh, on a questioning this, is AI is kind of gonna replace, uh, developers or any kind of, kind of job roles. Um, so that, uh, that, that, uh, again, shows like how, how massive and how impactful that technology is, because when people start uh, thinking about uh, these kind of questions that is just like, you know, showing like the vast possibilities that you could have. That yes, indeed. I was, I was going to touch upon that <clears throat> anyway. Um, there are opinions that I hear that teams will change due to AI, um, that a big team of developers or software engineers will not be necessary in the future. And you would have as a, you would need as a company, two, three good developers and, and AI. What's your opinion on that, and how would how do you think teams and companies will will change in the future by the use of AI? You know, I mean, I don't buy into that narrative that is, uh, as I said, placed by by many kind of uh, public discussions of of kind of AI replacing jobs. Mm. Um, I would say that um, I mean, regarding your question for developers, like we have currently a shortage of text tests. Uh, around the whole world. For example, just in Germany, you have 140,000 positions that are kind of uh, remain unfilled. Yeah. Uh, people missing. Um, so, and the general feeling that I have is that we as developers, we are kind of uh, happy to have this kind of tool um, that could help us, uh, you know, um, um, create better software and uh, maybe focus our energy and our, our skills on the more important aspects of software development. Um, I would even say that, um, AI will help us take over the, the parts of the job that are anyways, not so funny, <laughs> you know, like yeah. repetitive uh, things, um, 
um, error handling and, you know, a lot of things that you just have to do in order for the software to, to kind of work. And that we maybe as, as, as people, as human beings, that we will be able to focus more on the, on the kind of, you know, maybe some logical aspects of the software, the business behind the software and the business logic, the architecture, um, things that are kind of, let's say more, more fun and that are kind of love our times the time that we have as human beings and then i would say that applies generally to kind of all jobs of course roles will 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 shift a bit of course there is many parts in in software development that will be taken over by ai and and maybe the role of software developers will change a bit to i would say even a more important one mm-hmm. but i do think that we will need even more software developers it's just the competencies and skills that they that they have will maybe be, yeah, at some point, maybe more multidisciplinary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think also that, that, that teams will shrink, mm-hmm. that they will be kind of, uh, you know, with more technology and more free, yeah, you have so many opportunities, uh, to build things like it's, it's never ending. If you just imagine what, 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 what you could do. So maybe you just have a higher throughput, like if you can do one project in a month, let's just kind of yeah. simply, yeah. Right? if you can do one project in a month with mm-hmm. AI, yeah, with the same team size, then with AI, maybe you can do three projects. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a positive outlook. And, um, i I feel like it's, it's not, let's say a common opinion or an opinion shown by the media nowadays. Is there, in your opinion, any challenge or any danger that comes with AI? As with every technology, mm-hmm. there is also a danger because, um, you know, there's always people in the world that kind of, uh, maybe, uh, motivated to misuse technology. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it is, it is the same with, with every technology, right? I mean, um, of course there is like, uh, I would say a lot of, uh, discussions already right now, like what, what, what impact could AI have? Will it destroy the world and so on? Mm-hmm. I think that also we are kind of overestimating, um, the technology the state of technology uh, right today. Like we are far away from any kind of dystopian. We are far away from from an AI, like a single AI, general AI that is kind of, you know, taking over the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. We are still pretty much in control of everything. And uh, I would say there is things that we need to consider, for example, security and uh, data mm-hmm. privacy challenges. Yeah. Uh, you know, to make sure that, that, um, you know, these kind of systems are, are secure and that the data is safe and for ethical questions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, uh, we shouldn't use technology and especially AI for non-ethical and, uh, things, um, but that applies for every technology, right? Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. From a data perspective, what do you refer to? So I was, I was reading a few things about, let's say marking AI generated, let's say art. So AI generated art that takes inspiration from original artists. And that would be a discussion of, okay, who owns that art and what is still original. Um, do you see this discussion happening in the, in the, uh, in the tech industry? And do you see any, let's say innovations or new technology, um, going in that direction, let's say regulating AI in a sense. Yeah, absolutely. And yesterday, I think we had a, was it, uh, in the European parliament, we had the discussion about like, kind of, you know, bringing up the new, uh, some, some new rules and regulating kind of, um, AI technologies. Um, 
I think that the following, the, the upcoming years and, and, and months, we will have a lot of discussions about like privacy things, security things, regulation. Um, I think at the end, like, you know, we are in a, in a, in a open market. Mm. And I think that the, at the end, the private sector, you will have a lot of companies using AI technologies. And I think what is important here is to be transparent with the technologies, like to kind of, you know, you should be able to kind of understand why a result or why AI delivered the result, how it delivered the result, right? Mm. And uh, how it came to the calculation and conclusion. And it should be transparent. And the reason why I say that is because I think that the companies who get the most of the products, the AI products, who, who get accumulate the most trust from the public yeah. will also be the, the ones um, are with the, with the biggest success. Because you don't want to use a shady system, and yeah. the AI system, right? So, <laughs> so I think yeah. that the intrinsic, uh, intrinsic motivation of, of companies will be to have, uh, you know, technologies and AI products that are transparent, that build trust with their users and customers, and so that it will kind of self-regulate it uh, through the market a bit. And then, of course, there is a lot of regulation that's going to happen through, through laws, through um, you know, stakeholders uh, in the public sector. Yeah, yeah. It's, that will come in parallel. Mm. Like mm. We don't know today what to regulate, right? Yeah. So we yeah. can just think about it. Mm. And uh, I mean, in the UN and in Asia, but especially also in the US, like they they just build things and then they yeah. regulate. Like, yeah. yeah. They know what to do. Yeah. In Europe, you're doing often the opposite. And that's why we are kind of lagging behind often. Because mm. we try to kind of plan everything in advance, regulate make laws in advance and then relate with implementing the innovation. So in that case, I would, uh, I would hope that, uh, that this time we just, you know, start exploring this innovation and then we'll see on the way, like what, what we need to do. So it's, it's quite similar to the, to the blockchain story that started, you know, being regulated over the last years. And, um, yeah, I just feel that main motivation for a lot of people that are into blockchain are, is, is gambling or, you know, fast, fast wins and the applications of blockchain, the real applications and use cases of blockchains are still, still remain to be discovered. Um, while from an AI perspective, um, I think we do have a bit more of a practical um, application and maybe some more space for exploration and then regulation in parallel. Um, so not, you know, having pitfalls or fails that then needs to bring regulation in. Yeah, yeah. It had a better start in the public because mm -hmm. um, it came now out like uh, yeah. something that is kind of a tool that is helpful for a lot of different people, like you know, yeah. helping journalists to do articles, helping developers to uh, do software development. Like it has a, it had a useful application. Whereas with the blockchain technology for the broader public, it was just like, you know, in the beginning, Bitcoin and mm. kind of a new currency and mm. you can uh, earn a lot of money or lose a lot of money and it's gambling and it's just crypto and so on. Yeah. And I think that is kind of in the, in the, in the, in the broader public, it was perceived as, as, you know, blockchain is Bitcoin and Bitcoin is money, gambling, whatever, <laughs> cryptocurrencies. Yeah. And um, so it had a, it had, maybe it was good to get, you know, a, a big popularity in the beginning, yeah. but it didn't help the kind of blockchain ecosystem in the sense of, of for 
to be seen as a technology for the broader public, a useful technology. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it will make it right. <laughs> so we are now, yeah, 2023. The market, you know, has been quite volatile also for developers. There's been quite some um, layoffs, but in the same time, there's still a shortage of, you know, um, tech talent out there. Um, what do you what do you see in the market at the moment and what would your advice be first of all for job seekers out there um, that are maybe even trying to get into AI or for students that are just finishing their studies and um, want to you know start a career in, in in tech and I would say in general there is a shortage of, of tech workers mm. uh, around the world also in the US like also with the tech layoffs I mean it was it, it was discussed kind of, you know, uh, in the media, uh, quite, uh, quite mm. um, but I mean, the fact is that all of these companies who had the kind of bitter, bitter layoffs, they, they, they hired way more people than they, than they laid off, uh, yes, uh, later. So, um, if you calculate it in net numbers, they ended up kind of growing still, despite the tech layoffs that they, they grew just, just, uh, quite significantly. And also, like, not all of the people who got laid off have been software developers. Just like it is more like about marketing people, um, salespeople, consultants, in loans, and so on and so on. And not not really software developers. Um, like some advices, I I think that that um, developers or aspiring developers are in the good situation that they kind of. Um, can find easily a job, I would say. Mm -hmm. So that means that you actually have the freedom to explore jobs and roles that you really kind of want to do, like uh, jobs that fulfill you. Yeah. And um, that is what I would suggest to the people because if they, um, you know, software developers have always had a specific attitude to their job because I think we are one of the very few uh, species who do coding on, you know, during work and then do <laughs> coding in the evening are <laughs> going to meetups and talk about like the same thing. <laughs> so it is kind of a hobby. We like what we do. Yes. We do it and the job and we do it privately because we are kind of interested in this. It's like playing a game, right? <laughs> uh, that it's not a game. So. I would advise for everyone just, you know, to go out, to go to meetups, to meet other people, to, to find their passion and then to apply for jobs or start their own business in the, in, in, uh, in, a, in an area that is kind of, uh, you know, in their interest. So not to worry too much. Not to worry too much. Um, so for someone that wants to start their own thing, um, what would be a, an, an advice of a mindset or something to, to to aim toward? Um, I mean, for many people, it's hard to, to get started, right? Like yes. you think about something, you have an idea and so on. I would say, I mean, it is something that everyone will will, 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 will tell you, but it, it is just so true. You just need to do it. Like you just, you know, need to overcome any types of fear mm -hmm. or so, and you just need to start. Like if you, if you're really confident that you have an idea and that you are able to implement it, then you should really start it. Like if you if you if you are not confident that it is a good idea, and if you are not confident that 
that you are able to get it to the to the ground, you know, then then maybe don't start it. But if you if you if you think that you can do it, then just you know do it. Um, try try not to do it alone. Like uh, I would always advise to have some some kind of people that you start with, co-founders or whatever. Uh, it's easier, mm. uh, and I would say the first couple of years will be hard. Mm. So you need to be ready to kind of let's say. Uh, have more bad times or bad days the first let's say two three four years maybe but then you know if you if you survive if you kind of uh, if you just you know stay focused at some point you know statistically something good needs to happen <laughs> if, you, if you do if you do to do your business and it's like not a not let's say an I, I, idiotic idea it drives a market and you just do it like you know uh, for a long time, statistically, at some point you are gonna, uh, if you survive, of course, you are gonna have some success. Right? Indeed, indeed. I think that's great advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. It's just a, it, an iterative process and just sticking exactly. to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, for example, if you yeah. if you mm-hmm. if it's just the, the most simple way, if you have a digital agency, like you're doing software development projects for other companies, like yeah. I mean. If you do it long enough and you survive and you have, you know, you cover your costs and you have your salary and so on, at some point in one year, in five years, in 10 years, statistically or by coincidence, you will get a very big project mm. because you know someone or, you know, there is, you are specialized in, in, in something and you will get a very big project, which will then kind of take you to the next level. So I would say just do it, try to survive. So they focused and then uh, then the successful car. Awesome. So what's next for you in this sense, ending uh, the podcast very soon? What's next for you? What's next for we are developers? Yeah. Um, I mean, currently we are we are uh, looking forward to um, hosting our real developers world congress. Uh, takes place uh, end of July in Berlin, Germany. Uh, 10,000 developers from all around the world, uh, 300, 350 speakers, um, really cool speakers like uh, Joel Spolsky, Jonas Androulis, Sir Tim Berners-Lee, the inventor of the World Wide Web, um, strong teachers, a lot of, you know, uh, pioneers and tech leaders from, from the worldwide technology uh, scene. And uh, yeah, so we are organizing that one will be a lot of fun and uh, yeah that's that's kind of a, a focus that we have currently and besides that as, as our mission is to level up the careers of developers and mm-hmm. they're producing a lot of uh, contents uh, uh content like uh, yeah almost weekly virtual events we have uh, we have a dev digest that is kind of you know summarizing up everything that developers need to know for the past three uh, and these kind of things. So we just, you know, produce content and do cool events and help developers to, to kind of make the next career steps. That's that's up for us. Yes, and in that regard, we are also organizing a giveaway with We Are Developers. We will be offering three pairs of tickets for the We Are Developer Congress at the end of July. So stay tuned for a post of this uh, of this podcast. Uh, like, share, and comment the usual, and then you will be you will be able to attend the congress together with Sead and me. Um, so 
Thank you very much, Saad. Anything, any ending notes or anything that we haven't touched upon that you would like to bring up? Just, you know, um, thank you very much for having me. It was very, very interesting to talk to you. So I uh, hope to see some of you in Berlin uh, end of July. Uh, it will be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, with that. Thanks again. And uh, yeah, see you in July. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Work It Out. If you enjoyed today's episode, hit the like button and follow our social media channels to stay updated with the latest from PCN Podcasts.